welcome back to the PT Collective podcast, a podcast for people who are interested in PT and the like of rehab sciences. I'm your host, Alex Rolda, and today I'm joined by a couple of my classmates. Yeet! 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So we got some collective yeets over here. That was trash. So it's all right, you know, we're, we can be trash together. So anyway, today's episode is going to kind of be a reflection of how far we've come. We've been in school for more than or like a year and a half now, right? So we are getting ready to go on our first clinical rotations. Brown, 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 brown. So nervous. But... I'm going to shift my pants. <laughs> hey, we got a story about that one. Forewarning. <laughs> right Wait, forewarning. you don't got sacral spirit? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today. We have Rafa. Say hello, Rafa. Hey, this is Rafa. We've got Eleanor. Hello there. First of her name, Queen of House Igloo, etc. And my good friend Kyle. Yeah, what's up? Who's apparently very chill, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So I'm going to have our guests go around and tell the, tell the guests a little bit about themselves. So Rafa, we'll start with you. Cool. Uh, uh, so I grew up in L.A., I've been in three different parts of LA. So I first started like in Koreatown, then South Central, and now I'm in Silver Lake. Uh, so I've been kind of everywhere. I went uh, for undergrad, I went to school at University of Laverne. And the reason why I chose physical therapy was because uh, I experienced an injury during my senior year of football. Uh, I sprained my acromioclavicular ligament Whoa. So we call that an ACJ uh, leg, but um, yeah, so that got me into PT, uh, interested in PT, so yeah, that's me. Thank you so much for sharing, and we're going to move on to Eleanor now. Okay, so I am Eleanor, I'm from the San Gabriel Valley, and I grew up in San Gabriel my whole life, decided to move a little farther and go to Cal State Long Beach for undergrad. Go beach, go sharks now, I think, because he trains your mascot. What? 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 We were the dirt bags. We were <laughs> like Prospector Pete, which is a gold miner. Yeah, I um, remember that. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't know. too long ago. I know. I don't know what I am anymore, All but right. I'm a beach, I guess. Uh, my... <laughs> you are a beach. <laughs> you for sure are a beach. <laughs> my reason for going into PT was I went into Cal State Long Beach as a pre-nursing major and realized that I get so attached to patients that losing patients would not be ideal for me. So then I found the ability to do exercise and still be able to help patients, and PT was it. Sweet. Thank you for sharing, Eleanor. And then Kyle will go ahead and take it your way. Yeah. And so I'm from Santa Barbara, California, and then I ended up going to University of California, Irvine, go Anteaters. And then, yeah, I know. That's a mascot. lame mascot. That's the best mascot. No, it's not. I mean, he's cute or whatever, but... <laughs> And then um, what made me choose PT was I was a public health science major in college, and that's really a broad major, basically a bio major, but you could do a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of always knew I wanted to be um, in healthcare, but I wasn't sure. And then I was lucky enough to get a job um, my senior year of college as an aide, and I just like loved it. It was cool seeing um, PTs who were like, who looked like me who are Asian, but also like doing a lot of good work and helping people too. So that was really awesome. Nice, love that. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I don't think I need to repeat my story, so I won't. 
But yeah, so basically at this point in our career for PT school, we've been in it for a year and a half, right? Feels like forever. I know. I, I mean, it feels like forever, but at the same time, I feel like I just started school yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh man. So and then we also just had our white coat ceremony too, which was low-key kind of an emotional moment for me mm, yeah I understand. definitely i was like sitting with the the um the way that our white coat ceremony went was like you know they line us up alphabetical order and then we're sitting with our classmates and as soon as we sit down i'm like this kind of feels like graduation and i want to cry <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like graduation yeah i was like can i oh, i don't want to cry is my makeup's gonna run and i'm wearing a mask and it's gonna be weird but yeah it's weird that our school does so i know some pt schools do their white coat ceremony first like yeah. when they start the program mm -hmm. really yeah, yeah i think like western does that western it's does that chapman um, as well chapman yeah. cool shout out to western and chapman what's up we didn't go there but that's okay we're just kidding <laughs> um yeah so we our school does it we were supposed to do it in our fourth term but we ended up doing it in our fifth term because we were trying to advocate to have it in person due to COVID 19. so yeah it was just a beautiful yeah. sunny day in san marcos yeah. and the, like the lighting was right and the speeches were nice and i just wanted to like i think cry. the fact that we had our white coat like mid like uh i guess mid curriculum mm -hmm. it kind of made me mentally check out mm. like, afterwards <laughs> really so, you know how you get like senioritis because you're about to graduate yeah. it yeah. kind of yeah. gave me that same feeling where i'm, I'm like right. okay my white coat um hot shit right here yeah <laughs> i feel you yeah we're about to go out you know yeah so like what's the point of taking these tests doing all this stuff yeah right now? Mm -hmm. yeah we're so. like right about to do our finals for term five right now so this is a nice study break to just chit chat around a microphone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laugh at all our favorite pastimes I know. I know so generally then guys um what are some feelings that you've had about your education so far so we can start with Rafa. Um, okay, so because we were like on Zoom for the most part, uh, I kind of felt that I was being cheated with my hands-on skills. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, because of my background in uh, athletic training, I kind of didn't feel it as much. So I just felt like I was just learning a lot of concepts, and which was I, I was okay with since I kind of wanted to expand that and like that knowledge, like what is uh, pharmacology and what is cardiopulmonary physiotherapy and all this neural uh, stuff that we're learning. So you were in ATC before PG school? Yeah. So then I was very familiar with a lot of like the hands-on skills during our examinations. So I didn't struggle as much as my classmates, but I do feel that for everyone else in that co in our cohort, we were kind of cheated a little bit with that. I don't know how you guys feel. What about you, Eleanor? I am somewhat on the same boat, but at the same time, I had the realization that all the skills that we are preparing ourselves for, we're not gonna learn it within our span of, well, we're, we're, how long are we in this program for? Two years and six months or Two something? Two years and yeah. eight months. That's not a lot of time for us to be like, I'm going to be great at doing the Lockmans, or I'm going to be great at mm. assessing all these things. I was great first day. Oh, sheesh. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. But the, that whole idea that we are going to eventually master these skills as we're in the clinics. Like, you will learn how to really gauge different patients because we're actually working with these patients that have these yeah. problems. 
if we're working on each other and we're like relatively healthy, relatively, as I say, as maybe all of us have injured ourselves once in our life. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100% of the time? 100% of the time, but no matter what I do, I always end up. <laughs> always getting hurt? Myself. Yep. Yikes. All right. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I think y'all hit it like really, um, like the nail on the head. That it's really like I feel like it's been a mixed bag. Um, Like we're we were the first cohort that ended up being like the COVID cohort. You know, we were fully online, and so I think that really had me um, a little bit worried. I'm like, are we practicing enough? Like, how can our skills or how are we getting enough practice that we're gonna be competent enough to go out and treat? And so that's always kind of been in the back of my head but like Eleanor said also like I think we've learned just so much and there's so much more we're going to learn during clinicals yeah that I think it's going to be um it's all going to equal out in the end and hopefully like our CIs still trust us to treat their patients yeah. and all of that in the yeah. future that's true um yeah I, I share the same sentiment and I've said it previously in a, a different episode that like I was telling um one of our mentors who's graduated now that you know, I just feel like because we didn't have a lot of hands-on time in the beginning, which were a lot of like our root skills, like goniometry, yeah. end feels, and joint moves and all that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be good. And he's like, you know, like, don't even worry about that stuff. Like, you're really going out on clinicals to practice being like a diagnostic clinician. Mm-hmm. And all of the hands-on stuff just comes with reps. Yeah. But... I guess in general, I felt I didn't expect to do a lot of self-teaching on my end. I knew like coming into the school, we had it was like hybrid. So I knew we were going to be doing some stuff online and I knew we were going to be doing most of the things on campus. But due to COVID, we had it all online. (laughs) And just, yeah, I think it was kind of hard to teach myself certain subjects going through the first year of school. Like what? For example, um cardio pole was kind of hard you know like oh, oh yeah uh, and that's a big bulk of the npte and just in that particular moment in time i felt like i was teaching myself a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. um but i i do think that came to my benefit because it helped me just pick up on stuff faster and just be like okay look for the patterns look for the info you need just be more efficient with the time that you have and i i was speaking to a friend earlier today and he was just like clinical pearl time management is everything and you're going to learn to prioritize this and that so the faster you can be at it the better your job's going to be essentially yeah. or the, the easier time you're going to have yeah. in the clinic and i'm like cool so hopefully me like speed reading a cardiopulmonary <laughs> book will help transfer but we'll see what about we had another question what are your top three biggest lessons that you've learned in pt school so far and that may or may not be related to academics and how they contributed to your success. Rafa. All right, so how I mentioned previously that I'm an athletic trainer. Um, I came in here thinking, like what's the biggest difference between an athletic trainer and a physical therapist? We kind of do the same thing. We do the same evaluation. We do the same special tests. We rule out the same things to make sure that the patient is safe and we have an accurate um, PT or an athletic training diagnosis. So, but uh, like after first term, I learned that there's so much that I didn't even know about anatomy or physiology or just our musculoskeletal assessment. And I think 
what I learned from that was that no matter what your background is, physical therapy school is definitely challenging because there's so many details that our prerequisites don't necessarily teach us. And it's really fun when you're in this program learning all the fine stuff that make us a physical therapist, make us the profession that we are and why we're so helpful at assessing patients and being that clinician who is, uh, I guess, better for optimizing movement. Mm -hmm. you know? Do you have an example? Uh, so, okay, so the my favorite thing is uh, sacroiliac joint assessment. So the what? So SIJ <laughs> assessments. So SI joint. SI joint assessment. So in athletic training, we learn the March test, the um, lag test, uh, all these mobility tests and provocation, pain provocation tests. But there is so many details that I didn't understand why they worked. Mm. You know, I didn't understand how there was a rotation in the ilium and that rotation will help us identify whether it was a hypomobility uh, joint in this direction more than this other direction. In athletic training, we just kind of use the umbrella term of just, it's just hypomobile. Oh, it, okay. it, it doesn't matter whether it's anterior torsion, posterior torsion, but in PT school, we actually learned that there's a pattern to this. Mm -hmm. Like if certain tests line up positive, or negative, then this will tell you that it's most likely a posterior torsion or anterior torsion. And I kind of appreciated that so much uh, last term, just seeing things that I had in my head of like, how is this, how is this a hypermobile, hypermobile joint, yeah. you know? And those aha moments were very satisfying to me because I finally had my questions answered. I wish I had like the button for the hip hop horn. Like, yeah, I used to have that. The hip -hop horn. The 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 oh, really? There is an app. Yeah. I used to have it on my old iPhone. We're going to have to add this in post production. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Well, it's about to learn. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got it. Wait, we have the sound. Wait. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep that open. Keep that open. Yeah, we need to keep this app open. Okay, oh definitely. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Eleanor? What is like one of your top three or your top lessons, lessons. you've learned, academically um, or non-academically? You know, because some I think some of our listeners aren't in school yet, so okay. might be. Um, but no pressure. I don't know if I can think of three, but the top one that comes to my head is the realization that these professors are like normal human beings deep down who have a yeah. life who have such a great sense of humor although there are like some professors that we don't necessarily get along with in the back of our head when we think in retrospect they are pretty funny yeah they are oh, great oh, to get sure. along with and there's ones that just crack us up shout out to dr dickman oh and, yeah oh, uh, hero <laughs> That's the PT we always wanted. I mean, lucky though. Thank you for your service. Papa? <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Smith. That was another one who... Mama, Mama Bear. We always That's had Mama this, Bear for sure. That is really Mama Bear. We always had this idea that we 
are always like this teacher this professor is supposed to teach us and all we do is we retain all the information they're spewing out but when we get to really deep deep dig deep down into what they say and like have a one-on-one -on -one conversation you realize how much they have in clinical sense and how much they like live their life <laughs> true yeah like dr menifee i don't know if she ever told you guys this but like this past uh week having um what class is that pcm MS? pcm oh okay she gave my group this whole spiel about how many different clinical sites she's worked in she's worked in inpatient outpatient cash pay outpatient corporate and there's always a good and the bad to everything but never have i thought that a professor would give us so much insight without even asking for it mm -hmm. she just came over to my group and was like how are you guys doing like how is everything going with your um documentation and then she goes listen this is like the real deal though you'll never find it's going to be really hard for any of us to find this job where everything clicks mm -hmm. like all list pros but like one or two cons that's so rare and you really just pick and choose what you're interested in and like how much you prioritize a b and c versus one of the cons that we've had that's like a really good point to bring up too because i feel like i don't know if it's just me looking at how the trends are with our generation and the job market but it's i almost feel like there's this collective sentiment to find like the perfect yeah. job yeah to settle down with and do the career in yeah but i it's just not it's there not it's like not real yeah not real. i don't think Does it's it real exist? yeah like, i don't think so yeah um maybe and that's a boomer thing or something <laughs> that like Boomer babies have gone through their whole life with a single job. But maybe I. No. Maybe it's not even a boomer thing. Maybe they just know. <laughs> no, because they're like, hey, I either, you know, like, excuse my French, but like, fuck this job and like, try to find something else. But then I have a family to take care of, so that's a risk. So mm, I think I'm gonna just stay here and deal yeah. with my annoying front desk person, which is the safe method. Yes. Yeah, I think back then, previous generations were like. This is pretty solid. Like, if it's a 70% pro, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we're staying here for the long run. Yeah. But for us, it has to be like, nah, we need 100% yeah. like only yeah. pros. Only pros. <laughs> no cons. No negativity in our no. lives. I need a mental day off. <laughs> I would love a mental day off. Um, but yeah, that's a good point she brings up. We oh, also shout out to Dr. Menifee, aka yeah. Dr. Woodstock. Congrats, Woo! you got married, girl. Oh, Our damn. guy Jacob. <laughs> Our shout guy out. Jacob. You ever listen to this? Um, thank you for all you've done for us in the past couple trips that we've seen you. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Kyle? Yeah, so I have a couple of things, and I, I'm glad you asked this because I just have like so much to like get off my chest for this. And so I guess my first one was just the first thing I kind of learned was like. I feel like some things with PG school, they weren't necessarily like hard. It's just like the time management that goes into it has been really difficult. Yeah. Mm. And that like, and at least for me, I, this is just me personally, like I love like a lot of the courses that we took, especially like yeah. those first couple classes. Like I love GA, I love soft tissue interventions, all that stuff was great. And I really enjoyed practicing it. Mm. It was just so hard to find time to like divvy up my time into each class. And especially when like practicals came up, midterms yeah. came up. And also just having time to like practice 
like self-care also and just like hang out with friends you know because like definitely especially that first term you meet like so many new people and you also want to um like just get to know them you know too so it's just like that balance it was super hard for me um at first but you and now i understand like why when i was interviewing for pt school like all the questions during the interview were literally time you're like how do you manage your time how do you manage your stress and I think it makes sense because, like, I think that's the only way you're gonna like survive here is if you can just manage yeah. your time well, you know. Um, another thing I was like, kind of like thinking about was just like really, like, just don't get too high and too low, like, just in terms of schoolwork, because you're gonna be taking a lot of tests, doing a lot of assignments, and there are times where like, oh man, I aced that practical, I aced that exam, and then there are other times like. I do terrible and then I just like dwell on it and that's just something I guess I've been trying to like that, work on. You dwell on that for a whole week. Yeah, Rafa <laughs> has been in a couple of projects on, with me and um, yeah. he knows like firsthand that I just get like incredibly like obsessed like oh man like why did we not do good like what did the we. The fixation of. Yeah, you know yeah. and like that's something I've been like trying to work on but it's just like. Uh, I'm, I'm on that same boat with you. It's I, typical you know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually think that's a pretty common trait for people in our profession like not maybe not even just within the scope of PT but even in like other branches of healthcare because the stakes are so high not just like academically but when you are out there and somebody's life is in your hands even you know what I'm trying to say like we can't yeah, we can't just sure. like slip these little like yeah oh it's fine I just forgot like no we can't just forget yeah, yeah. now now it's like these classes and like the things we're learning it goes into our career and that's just something like I take so like personally you know and like yeah. I just wanted to make sure I like I'm like could be the best physical therapist possible but mm-hmm. sometimes I think setting those unrealistic expectations is just like so unhealthy so <laughs> yeah. anyone listening to this you know just temper your expectations yeah it's a good point it's a good point to go back on kyle's though we have to realize how many classes we took within the first four terms yeah each term we had what like six Six minimum six minimum six to seven yeah for anybody going to augustine fourth term would be your worst term ever yeah and then maybe third maybe third and fourth one and two and fourth yeah yeah the worst part is that you see the credits and you're like oh it's a it's a one unit class how bad could it be no sti it's it's a four unit class (laughs) what they mean is it's a four unit class yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure the little four got erased yes yeah but yeah time management is key to all um, PT school because I'm definitely a person who needs a good amount of social interactions to be in a healthy state. Yeah. You know, as much as I love self-studying, uh, I need to hang out with my friends and talk about the subject and then, you know, mess around a little bit, but then go back to being serious because a part of this is like, your cohort is your family is your family that you're gonna have in the real world when you start having these doubts or questions about what you're doing at the clinic and you're gonna need to reach out eventually to one of them and be hey Kyle I don't I got this patient with a foot injury but I don't know what it is diabetes and, and you know you just, <laughs> maybe. Eleanor just like calls yeah. in hey it's diabetes, <laughs> diabetes. And then these are the times where, like, it'll help relieve some stress. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, for sure. 
Um, and in conjunction, every time I reflect on like questions like this, I feel like my answer always changes. But at this point in time, like one of the top lessons I've learned is to just not get hyper focused on something that wasn't there. Well, I'm always hyper focused. See, the, dude, me too. <laughs> like I get so tunnel visioned on stuff, but that was like my biggest lesson of term three. Oh wait, okay. When when no, you wait, say hyper focus, are you talking about like? What are you specifically talking about? So I'm going to give an example. Okay. So for term three, we had a class, uh, MSK2, musculoskeletal two. Okay. We had these quizzes, right? And okay. it's basically a subjective and some objective stuff. And you're supposed to come up with an impairment. Uh, you're supposed to come up with tissue reactivity. Tissue reactivity. Treatment. She remembers the quizzes. I'm traumatized. I'm so traumatized. <laughs> That's why I remember them. Oh, you're talking about the... You have 30 minutes to figure out what's wrong with eval? it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The eval that we had to take? We're going to cry every single one. <laughs> so for, okay, our professor, for, for one of our quizzes, he was like, make sure you read the clinical practice guidelines for this. Oh, and I'm like, all right. That's, for the That's what's going to be on the quiz. And so I hyper-focused on this clinical practice guideline. <laughs> And then I'm, I'm looking at the quiz, and I'm like, all right, what data fits this clinical practice guideline? And I failed the quiz. <laughs> because I'm Where like, was it? I was like, what do you mean it's not an ACL? What do you mean? And so... Like, this looks more like a hip problem, not a knee <laughs> problem. That was legit what happened. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. I can't just, like... Oh. So in a realistic setting, it's like you want to... You see a patient, and they're thing on the top of their paper was like shoulder pain yeah like hey it could be a neck problem you know? uh, it could be you're right so just just don't go in with the assumption or like hyper fixate on details to make it fit a narrative that you want yeah because then you'll get it completely wrong yeah and this time it's not a quiz <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, your friendly neighborhood grocery store bad Stacey. person yeah. who really Stacey. needs your help. Stacey's mom. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, she's got it going on. <laughs> but yeah, so don't get hyper fixated on stuff. Um, and that's probably true on, you know, not school, non school related things too. That kind of just goes with um, Kyle hyper yeah. fixated on like an L. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. a dub. I mean, it's nice to. It's nice to fixate on dubs. Mm. Oh. I don't know because yeah, yeah, I, I, I think one of the quizzes, or not actually, let me tell you my experience with one of the first quizzes we took. In MSK too. MSK, yeah, the same quiz that you're talking about. Oh, the knee. The the no the it was an upper extremity. It was one. an upper extremity shoulder yeah. too. So I remember that Daniel's like, "Hey, are you gonna study for this quiz? Uh, it's like a mini eval." I was like, "Mini eval." Bro, I'm an ATC. I've done evals. Okay. This is slide work. <laughs> so then, that's when I'm taking my dub. I'm hyper focusing on my past like dubs, mm. you know. And I'm just thinking, how bad could this be? Tissue reactivity, stage of condition. Oh, that's chill. That's all I need to study basically. But comes the quiz comes around, and I remember that I forgot what injury it was, but. Um, you can't give the answers of a quiz on a, on no, a podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. But pretty much you had to list like certain like impairments. Mm -hmm. And I all I could see was one impairment. <laughs> <laughs> and then I knew there was four impairments in it. And then you had to list other things out and other things out for treatment. Mm -hmm. And there are specific treatments that they want us to do to uh, kind of address this uh, uh, issue in the patient. And I just blanked. 
And I remember just <laughs> submitting the quiz. And I said, well, I'm not hot shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, that's a big L. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> to reevaluate my whole life and be like, well, I guess I should start studying now. <laughs> you know, casually. Yeah, just, okay, just cry a little bit. Just cry and get yeah. over it. Oh, yeah, by Move the on, way, man. crying is a normal part it of helps. becoming a doctor, y'all, so just get used to it. Very cathartic. Yes. Yeah. Very um, <laughs> I think third term I cried for sure. <laughs> third term I cried a lot. I think third... I'm still crying right now. <laughs> you know? I just, whoever comes to this school, third term might break you a little bit. Cause... No, no. Fourth term, <laughs> if third term didn't, fourth term will. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I'm still burnt out. Yeah. yeah it's been like six months. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Third term, I thought it was going to be a Yahoo yellow. <laughs> what? We love our yellow cohort. LOL. All right. So, yeah, another thing that I learned, too, is that you can't, like, please everybody. Please everybody? Yeah, like, for example, let's say your friends from L.A., they're like, hey, I'm going to San Diego, we'll hang out. But you got, like, a final tomorrow? Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. Most likely. Big facts. Um, And if you, of course, like, going into this profession, you want to be that person to, like, help everybody. Mm -hmm. But you also have to know when to like prioritize yourself over like pleasing others or helping others with their own problems yeah that was a big lesson for me and that kind of falls into the third point that i was going to make is time management just like you know kyle said and everybody's reiterated here um if you expect yourself to be in a graduate program whether it's pt or even med school ot i don't know nurse practitioner like law there is so much time management that goes on and you have to learn i think what i'm trying to get at is you kind of have to learn how to say no to stuff yeah that's the hardest thing ever really i I think it is especially my mom and my friends back at home because every time my friends back at home see me with like my classmates that i'm hanging out with them at la over there Mm -hmm. like "Why, why didn't you hit us up like, well, it's because right now I'm prioritizing these friendships because I want to leave school with a strong bond where you guys are my family out of this school, you know, because they will never relate or I mean, they won't. I mean, they could, but they won't understand the questions I have or like maybe the doubts I have in the clinic as much as you guys will. Who I need, who I might need <clears throat> maybe eventually, you know. You never know when you're gonna run into a circumstance where I need to like vent to you guys about something in the clinic that only you guys will understand and help solve, help me solve, you know? For sure, mm-hmm. 100%. I think like Dr. Kane, our anatomy professor first and second term, he kind of said that like, he was in the military, he was in the Navy, and he kind of said like, we are kind of like going to war together, we're like in the trenches, you know? And like, we kind of through that, like we kind of form these bonds where we're like brothers and sisters and we get very close and yeah, I think um, it's so important. For sure. You just want to like build those friendships and they 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 become your support system, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that it happened the way it did because our class is so big. Like we have 65 students in our cohort. So imagine even going to another school like USC where they have like 100. Yeah, and that's I almost wonder if their cohort their cohorts are the same as ours where like all 65 of us are like friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, we should go ask them. Maybe <laughs> unlikely, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. I would I would say COVID 
and group me together made Everything like our fine. cohort really tight i think so because there is no way of becoming a click on group me like mm-hmm. we're always interacting in a big group chat so if you get someone's sense of humor we all just all of a sudden vibe with you and then we keep adding on to that sense of humor mm-hmm. like i remember first term and second term the memes on the group chat were just <laughs> fire fire like yeah. everyone's sense of humor was like we were feeling each other. Yeah, that, there was a time during term one where we had we were going through our hell week and we had like seven finals over eight days or something like that. Yeah. And just by the last one, I remember people were just sending memes and our good friend <laughs> Teddy sent like, or Tony, excuse me, he sent a meme and it was just literally a duck just, <laughs> just about to fall off a waterfall. And it was like, I'm this close to losing it. And I felt that on a spiritual level. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like, I remember that meme. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, that's those, a good one. Those memes, like, I just, I was dying every time. I know, yeah. yeah. That's where it starts, y'all. Like, yeah. you just kind of make that, just yeah. throw yourself out there, maybe all 65 years of classmates <laughs> yeah. might like catch on you know yeah somebody has to somebody has yes. to um cool so now moving into like all right we're gonna go to clinicals like literally next week pretty scary or Damn. i'm driving out to tennessee on thursday this coming thursday bay area bay area Flight to Delaware in less than a week. Yay. And I'm right with you, Alex. We're going to Tennessee, baby. Tennessee. 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 Shout out to Celine. I reckon. That's Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We really tried. It's okay. Yeah, well, twist but. my nipple and call me double shot. Oh, no, I, I don't know. Isn't that what they say? No. I'm sure they don't say that. I'm okay. sure they do I'm pretty good sure thing you're in the Bay Area. I know. <laughs> you fit right in. You know, you can just show up all I'm the time. Pretty sure someone over there would twist my nipple and call me the. <laughs> when we get back, six turn, you let me know. Somebody has twist your nipple. I'm a shot. Okay. Heck yeah. So, what are you most nervous about? Uh, okay. So this, uh, my biggest fear is not picking up a red flag. Ooh. I think everything else with like physical therapy like I could I feel okay with like there's certain things that I will be rusty on but it's not gonna harm the patient and like I'll have enough time to like maybe um, pull back during the eval of when they're doing an exercise or so like to kind of like dive into my notes real quick and make sure I didn't miss any like of the soft skills or like our eval skills but sometimes red flags could go really undetected where I'm just a little nervous about that just because I'm not I might not be aware of that it's a red flag or so um, what, what is a red flag okay so red mean? flag means that there the patient is presenting with a symptom that might be um, uh, reflecting some underlying health condition that maybe make uh, uh, that we, maybe we should be cautious about um, going forward with our PT evaluation and maybe we should refer them out to a, another specialist uh, to figure out what they have. Yes, so I it's think, essentially a contraindication, yeah, right, to therapy. I'm, I forget the Good definition. Job. I tried. I'm proud of you. I See, tried. You're, you're, you're nervous there. about it. Yeah. yeah no, you got it. It's like if, it's a, if it looks like a no, it's probably a no. Yeah, it's a no. That's a red flag. Yeah. Good. So... <laughs> I didn't mean to say good like a teacher. Yeah. Hey, look, hey, I'm learning too. <laughs> my, 
my filler words like suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to say sometimes. Um, yeah, that's a pretty big concern. I think. What about Eleanor? I think Rafa's uh, explanation stems back to our. I don't know how many of us felt weak in GD. Oh, weak. I was. I was a. The, the Titanic that sank in uh, DD. DD is a yeah. differential diagnosis. diagnosis. Yes, yeah. and that is the class where what Rafa said really matters. Is you yeah. look at Panko's tumor that you just mentioned. Is yeah. it a Panko's tumor or is it actually an ulnar nerve pathology? Or is it thoracic outlet syndrome? Exactly. And then what's a pep minor trigger point? Oh. Or is it could just be scaling trigger point? <laughs> <laughs> could be. So many questions. Yeah. But that is a fear, and I think that. Beard kind of came back from this whole idea that we are withhold direct access. Uh, is that we can mm-hmm. be first in line instead of our instead of patients' primary care physicians to be like, hey, this patient has whatever disorder or disease, treat them as is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They come to us and we're like, oh my back hurts. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more. Like, I don't know. And yeah. that's the whole idea. Like, okay, is it something that's actually a back muscle or is it cancer you know yeah. and that's the scary part and the professors in our differential diagnosis class had situations where they did how to refer out and tell their yeah. primary care like hey this isn't actually a musculoskeletal problem you should do more testing oh, yeah wow. that's the scary part well agreed yeah red flags what about you Kyle? yeah i definitely agree with you guys um red flags are always scary i feel mm-hmm. um hopefully like you know we've learned enough where it's like we'll see it when or, yeah. like we'll, we'll know when we see it i hope you know yeah um i guess one thing i'm really nervous about is just um having a patient or a ci that um like kind of questions or thinks that like i don't know what i'm doing um especially just and that kind of goes back to what we we're saying like we are like the first um, cohort that learned a lot remotely, you know? And so I just don't want to, I just want to make sure like my knowledge is like up there, you know? And I just don't want, like obviously I want to be critiqued in an appropriate way, but I just, I guess my nightmare scenario would be like, I'm working with a patient and they're like, oh, I don't want the student. Like, yeah. Give me mm-hmm. the PT. I want to work with a real PT, you know? Yeah. So that's just something that I guess just kind of, one motivates me to obviously like do my best, but also just to, just do like everything I can for like the patients that I work for, you know. Have confidence in yourself too. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on a similar line with you, Kyle, but I think it's just because of the way that I present myself professionally. Because actually, one of my professors told me this at a practical, and you're gonna, you guys are gonna hear a really funny story with me and Eleanor yeah. shortly. But Eleanor has promise? been. I promise. <laughs> Just, yeah, hold your hold on to your trenches there. Like, we're definitely going to get to that. But Eleanor's been my <laughs> partner. <laughs> She's been my partner for, like, quite a few practicals. Yeah. But one of the professors we had told me that, like, he's like, you know, your voice is really nice and all that. But you almost, it, depending on, like, how you speak and who the person is in front of you, like, you might come off a little condescending. And I was like, oh. But I think that's just like because of I'm so like bent on being 
keep it professional. Like, don't say anything that might be considered an innuendo. Your license is at stake, no. and all these things. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. he was almost just like, you can kind of you, you can let your personality peek through, and I'm like, I am peeking through. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm like straining. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, just like I think I. I need to find that balance between like the professionalism and like the personality because obviously your patients have to like you, right? Yeah. So, I mean, imagine if they did it and they're like, oh, "I want that student. She's oh, yeah. so like too professional. She's too professional, or she's just I don't connect with her, or I don't want to be treated by her. She doesn't understand me. Like, yeah, those kind of things would uh, make me feel. Yeah, pretty I might be on the, I might be on the opposite side of the spectrum. He's too personal. Too <laughs> <laughs> <No> professionalism. <laughs> yes. He's like, hey, what's the lunch? I guess then, Rafa. Yeah. Uh, what's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> How you greet every single patient, yeah, especially our grandmas. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, I remember when I was an aide, that's how I would treat every patient that I would bring in. I was like, what's up, baby? How you doing? And then if someone was wearing a tracksuit, like a 75-year-old, be like, damn, you the fly is MF here. Oh, my God. And they'll be like, what's an MF? I can't say that. <laughs> you got some professional value. Yeah. Jeez. But still, like, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I think that I, I've been told that before by not just when this most recent um, practical experience, but by, like, other people. So I'm like, dang, do I just come off as like a stiff board or what? It's a little stiff. I'm just trying to protect my license. <laughs> Nobody's trying to get sued here, Rob. I know. That's On the, the Paris scale, you're a zero. I, I'm, just, I'm just ankylosing. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't move. Wow. But yeah. Yeah, just being uh, thought of as incompetent because my personality sucks. Okay. Brutal. <laughs> God, honestly. Hey, don't say it like that. Hey, look, we all have our strengths. <laughs> I guess mine is just laughing at myself. I'm just kidding. Somebody has to. <laughs> oh my god! I'm getting roasted on live microphone. We're about fam. to kick Rafa off the podcast. <laughs> we need more Rafa on the podcast. Oh god! Oh god, that's hilarious. But yeah, so then this is gonna okay. This is gonna lead into like the funny stuff because I promised you guys a really funny story. It's kind of embarrassing for me, so I'm gonna go first. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ease us into this. Topic. Oh, so we're talking about funny stories now. Now we're talking about funny stories because this is a oh. gold part. Oh man, I'm just saying this is the first time we've heard anyone's story, right? Yeah. So yeah, first. I hope. Well, like, well, I was part of Ali. Yeah, yes, right. Eleanor was that part of count. my story. Yeah. So we're going to the topic of funny stories. I want to laugh. Thank you. You might. Okay. <laughs> I want the tea kettle to go off. <laughs> it really is. Okay, listen. So, this is one of the questions we were asked. Um, I had put out a poll on Instagram, and, like, this one that came up, like, oh, of course you guys want to know about our embarrassing experiences. So, this was last term for us, term four. Um, that week, I was taking, like, antibiotics this week. Not this week, but the week of practicals that time in fourth term. And I was like, ooh, doctor, you know... I'm taking these antibiotics before. They really mess up my stomach, you know? And the pharmacist was just like, oh, that's a side effect, and don't worry, it's kind of like expected. I'm like, no, listen, like, I know, because I've taken it before. <laughs> Is there any way we can get a different but effective antibiotic instead? And she was like, just give it a try and like you know obviously if you keep going to the restroom and you just can't get off the toilet just come back and i'm like oh okay whatever i don't want to deal with this so i just took him with me fast forward to two days it's the day of the practical right mm -hmm. 
not going to say which practical it was. I want to know. I, it's you not relevant. Say. It's not relevant. It I just relevant. don't want to give away which class it was because then, then But anyway, <laughs> all right, I'm on campus. And I'm like, hey, Eleanor, I'm on campus. Shoot, I forgot my mask. I'm in my car. Like, do you have an extra one? And she was like, yep, I will be right there. And I'm like, sweet. So I'm on my phone just, like, watching TikTok, waiting for Eleanor to come back to her car. And I was like, oh, like, I guess I have to fart. But it... Like, oh my god. So I was I just sat there for a second to evaluate the situation because whenever something bad happens, like you gotta pause and like assess your environment, right? Yeah, of course. And I was like shook it with my TikTok just repeating this stupid clip. And I'm like, did I just shit myself? <laughs> I'm not sure. And so Sometimes you gotta check, yeah. No, legit, I like, I stood up out of my car and I checked the scene. I was like, sweet, nothing there, sweet. And I checked my, I turned around and like looked at my bottom, all right, but I still need to go to the bathroom and see what's up. Wait, you did a visual inspection or did did you put a. I did a visual. (laughs) (laughs) It was all visual at that point. Like, my phone was still in my hand playing this TikTok. Oh, and then yeah. Eleanor like comes on over and she, I was like, Eleanor, <laughs> thank God you're here. I have to go to the bathroom. And she's like, that's fine. And we're like walking together to the building and I'm walking like very briskly because oh, yeah. I'm like, if anything is going to come through, like today is just the worst fucking day ever. So I'm like, hey, let's put our stuff down in the classroom. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right there. You go to the bathroom and I was also, this might be TMI, but I was like anticipating my lady time to start. Of course. So I was already, I was ready. Like I was wearing a liner and I was like, oh, thank, thank Jesus. Like nothing poked through. This is amazing. But that doesn't mean it, that didn't mean that it wasn't there. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, I was just like, you know what? I don't, I literally don't have time to deal with this. I have my practical in two minutes. Yeah. So I just threw it all out. <laughs> You're on the word? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. But my shorts had a liner. Okay. So I was like, Wait. I literally was like, dude, fuck it. So Wait, was this our SCI practical? <laughs> no. We're not naming the practicals. We're not naming before, the practicals bro. to not imply any. Uh, oh, man, that would have been or... hella funny if it was the SCI practical, too. Nope, it was uh, not the SCI one. Okay. But anyway, so I'm just like having a really poopy day with like no pun intended, but mm. get into the classroom and Eleanor is just like laying on her side like one of those French girls. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you can go first. And I was like, well, thanks, Eleanor. Like, I just had a really shitty afternoon. So I do my practical, and then she we switch, and she does um, the pra- her practical. And as we're walking out, I'm still, like, just shook at the fact that, you know, people are always like, oh, I'm going to take this practical. I'm so scared. I'm going to shit myself. And, like, I wasn't even scared, and I shit myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I was still shook at that doubt, and I'm like, you know what, Eleanor? I'm going to just let you know that right before our practical i pooped my pants and she was like what i was like yeah so when you were doing your si jaminip you were so close to like the blast side you're in the danger zone you're in the danger zone yeah what's in the wet zone literally and i was just like i'm gonna go home and shower 
I feel gross. Still, that's funny. No, that's like oh. probably the funniest story I've had so far at pizza school because everybody always is like, I'm metaphorically gonna shit myself because yeah. I'm so nervous for this practical, and I'm like, hey, I've actually done it. It's not great, you know. So what did we learn? Antibiotics can make you shit yourself. <laughs> You yep. shit yourself even if you're not scared of a practical. <laughs> Cipro, baby. Don't take Cipro. The pharmacist, ah, just try one more time. <laughs> the pharmacist did not hear me out, but uh-uh. it's okay, we survived. Ah, yeah. oh, girl, just take it. It was, like, it was like just that day, too. It wasn't any other day before or the day after. Yeah. It was the day of the practical. Oh, I'm sweaty. All right, who's well, next? Good luck to whoever has to follow that That's up. That's a great story. <laughs> That's a really great story. Uh, uh, times. I guess I'll just go. All right. All right. Uh, my funny story has to be with my boy Ivan. What up, Ivan? Ooh, Hi, okay. Ivan. So, Mayor Flavortown himself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first time we've been partners for any practical, mm-hmm. and the build up to this practical was the best like we were just gassing each other up like this is so fun studying with you you're so good at msk i'm learning so much with you and like i'm telling ivan like you're gonna you're gonna do so great at this um um, msk practical so our practical was on uh spine assessments and spine manipulations and stuff which encompasses like the hips lower back and our upper back and neck so we get to the uh we get to um the room and i did my uh my uh uh, testing and now it was ivan's turn and ivan was having a great time because our proctor was saying so many jokes during my uh testing so ivan was a a little lax um and he's usually like really really nervous Mm -hmm. like super nervous always doubting himself (laughs) nervous enough to poop himself (laughs) so i'm thinking ivan's gonna just kill it because he's finally like comfortable in his own like hands-on skills and like we just went over everything and like i know he's gonna do great but i was wrong Wait, is this a is this a funny Ivan story? It's a funny story with Ivan. All right, all right. right. Sorry, Ivan. Okay, it's all right, whatever. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, I was wrong because um, Ivan's like side started to come out the second he was asked to do the March test for the SIJ. <laughs> because all right, so this is what happens. I'm standing, and um, I'm shirtless and. Uh, for this test, you need to pull down like my shorts enough so you could see the, the back <laughs> dimples, I guess, or like the the SIJ. Uh, so Ivan gets a towel, I drapes understand. it over my waistband of my shorts, and pulls down my shorts. <laughs> okay. Right. So now my SIJ are exposed, and my superior crack as well. <laughs> this is the correct draping method. Yeah, the correct draping method. Good job. But. For this test, you need to have your thumbs on the back dimples or the joint itself. PSIS. PSIS. Yes. But Ivan decides to go under the towel. (laughs) (laughs) Under the towel and place his thumbs on my um uh my joints. And then I'm already like laughing, like because I'm like, what are you doing, Ivan? Why are you under the towel? 
Uh, and then the proctor noticed where his hands were, and the proctor asked him, like, well, why are you, um, <laughs> what's up with the towel? <laughs> and then Ivan's response is, patient modesty. <laughs> <laughs> the go-to answer. So then, what's up with the towel? So then, after he said that, I'm dying. And we continue on with the test, and... He, we do the test and the pay, the proctor asked him like so what were your findings <laughs> I kid you not Ivan answers uh, it's kind of hard to tell because of the towel <laughs> so then I'm dying even more and like I would assume that like wait wait I'm sorry so let me like ask really quick just to paint this picture because I'm confused. So there's a towel tucked in your waistband, right? On yeah. the back side of your shorts. And instead of his hands being here on my skin, he came under with a towel <laughs> like this. Under the towel, through the shorts, through your undergarments. And he hit Understood. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then I would assume that my like signal of you're doing it wrong will be my laughing from the start. Oh my god. But he was not picking up the signal that How you How is that a signal? Because I'm laughing. What if you're just ticklish? I know. Uh, that's, um, I guess, but he's touched my behind before and I'm oh, not okay. laughing. Are you crying? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no but, but then, so we continue with the test and the proctor finally goes, Ivan, I think you should put your thumb on his skin, not on the towel. <laughs> And he's like, oh yeah, I'm just really nervous. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah, but there's right. more stuff. But that was the main thing. Like, it just killed me. His answer of patient modesty. <laughs> uh, awesome. I say that all the time too. Yeah. When, when in doubt, patient modesty. Patient modesty is the best answer. It really is. What you got for me? Uh, my is less of a one-time story, but I'm gonna bring you guys back to the start of Igloo. Mm, okay. Dun 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 dun! Wait, wait, wait. Oh, we need, we, we got it. Let's get this. That's a new sound. I'm sorry, I don't well, want like that. No? Okay. What is that called? Nah. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, anyway, give us, give us the content. What is igloo? What does that mean? Um, so let's backtrack. Yeah. In when we first started PT school, house igloo consisted of three PT students. There was Marcus, there was Daniel, and there was I. That's not an air horn moment. No, My bad. Not. <laughs> um, so I was the last one to move into our house. And it was either Marcus or Daniel who, I have a bunch of stuff. And this is like two days before school started or something. So I'm moving in shit. And I get into my room, which already had a desk. I was just bringing in clothes. I find a Smirnoff ice Ooh. on my desk. That's I, some grad school shit. Right that is yeah. some grad school shit. I go downstairs and I go, who did this? <laughs> <laughs> who did this? Who? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to chug it right then and there. Of and course. So that was the start of war. 
because it's war. Nobody just ice one person and have it be done. The next day or two, I get a six pack of Smirnoff ice and I'm just looking around everywhere and anywhere and thinking where I would put it. So my first line of thought is, Daniel's not home. I'm gonna stick it in a shower. So we have a, the shower's in our wall. It's like a little wall that's like indented out so you can put your soap bottles and stuff. So I place it in between the soaps to make it look like it was a soap. Mm. By the time I, I heard Daniel get into the shower, I, I hear him go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, that's right. <laughs> you like through the door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't like that. <laughs> he comes out and has to drink it. Naked? No. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say? Oh, uh, that would have been more fun. All right. And that was that was the second round of it. And throughout our whole term, we have just been icing each other. Have you guys ever, you have you, you ice, haven't iced you yeah. iced me in my own house, girl. Oh, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, they came like House Igloo when it was formed came over to our, our house, which was dubbed the Female Five because it was like five girls living together but anyway they came over and they're like oh we got you guys a little housewarming present psych it's an ice yeah and psych. i was like oh me and i'm like the only one that drinks here <laughs> so i chugged it yeah i think so. david and daniel also chugged it with you Maybe yeah like for the spirit of things for the spirit of things but the best one ever that i have witnessed myself was we were practicing sti or aa it was one of those early classes term one and there's a bunch of people already over. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 10, 10, 15 of us. We're practicing SCI. There's two massage tables parallel to each other. Mm -hmm. Gabby is supine. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Were you here for this one? No, I wasn't. Were you guys here? Nah. Oh shoot. Before so, my time. Yeah, so she's supine and people are like working on her and she's like trying to feel it out. And I think it was David or Daniel who planned this out. But they, peer, they put this bottle of Smirnoff ice on the on the the head hole. So right when she turned down, she would see the bottle smearing off ice. She's like, oh, this feels like kind of hurtful. And then somebody said, okay, can you go over to prone? There's a table right next to you, and then we could do another technique. She goes over prone, and she goes, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Did she drink it? Oh, what a chance. Yeah, we had to get up and like chug it. Damn, you guys wow. are so. That was like the best way to incorporate alcohol in practicing us. So, so all that, those icings finally. Yeah. Are we done with those? No, no, we're not done with. That. I don't smear enough icing. There's a two giant bottles. Of I it. haven't oh. seen it in a while. Oh, well, we haven't done it because our shelf is filled. Mm-hmm. Oh, true, true. It's true. a low-key earthquake hazard. Yeah, big time. It's cool though. It's cool. It's cute. There's a lot of bottles in that house. Yeah. yeah, but I will say also just to add to your terrible smear enough icing. I, Side story, like remember on my birthday this year, mm -hmm. went to the park. Oh yeah, they iced oh, you. Yeah. They iced me at the park, yes. but that was also like the day after I got my Moderna shot. Oh, so I was feeling like total Flu like symptoms. Like I just wanted to be like an amoeba on the floor. Oh, and, and did you chug it? I yeah, chugged it. she chugged it. We were yeah. cheering for her. It was like, it. It, what was it? It was like the bigger one. It was not the big like ones. The yeah, it's not the little like twelve one. ounce bottles. It's yeah. like the ones you have to get individually at a gas station yeah. or something. So you're a down ass bee, huh? Oh, she is. I went to the brewery after. Remember? You did. And I was like, you, you know what? I don't care about this material. Yeah. Somebody care. else's birthday was that. It was uh, Tate. 
Ah, yeah, I remember that the first time going to that igloo house. Uh, that I igloo want, house, I, the one you well, live in? The one, yeah, now I do. But first time, there was an ice, uh, or smearing off ice at the door waiting for me. It's like, whoa. <laughs> cool. Got him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Got him, coach. <laughs> I was like, it's meant to fall into that trap. <laughs> I have to go through this door. <laughs> you go through the window? Yeah, there's no way around this. And they're all peeping through the mirror, like, did you see it? Yeah, it's in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great That's good stuff. So now it's a tradition to get iced. It's a tradition to get iced. I I think we, no, we can't say we've iced every single one. No. No. We could do it today. But I know, oh. You're not down. You're not <laughs> You're... down. We have a final tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. At 7 a.m. Yeah. That's true. We'll see how we'll do. Okay. What about yeah. you, Kyle? What you got? Yeah. So I had a story in mind, and then I think I'm going to change it up on you guys. Oh, Whole not change okay. it. Okay. I'm told not to tell the story, but Oklahoma, I'll just, Oklahoma. I'll just um, what? do an audible, try to protect myself a little <laughs> uh, bit. Don't make me say that in football. I think so. <laughs> Omaha. Oh, Omaha. Oh, my no, God. You said Oklahoma? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, what? You have a stroke? Oh, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah, so um, I'm not going to say the class, but um, if you go to St. Augustine, you'll probably know what class I'm talking about, but uh, we have some practicals, you know, and I had to go and do the practical on, I actually did this practical with Alex, and um, I had to do, I had to take a measurement of her chest expansion, and for some reason, and that's, I don't know if, if you guys know, you're going to get a tape measure, and you're basically measuring how much the chest expands when they take a big deep breath in and for the life of me I just could not do it and Alex is nodding at me right now saying like yeah this school could not do it <laughs> Bruh, it, li- listen like I work out but my pecs are not that big like, yeah like <laughs> you know oh what I mean <laughs> I like kept turning it and it kept going to inches I'm like it has to be in centimeters I'm like what the heck and then the second time I did it I dropped it and the proctor she was an interesting lady and she was like Kyle I want you to take a breath and go run outside and I'm like, are you serious right now? And she's like, yeah, go outside and run. And so I go run. Like, I literally leave the building and I run around the building. And I'm like, and while I'm running, I'm like, why did I, what am I doing? She's like, like why, why am I running right now? Am I supposed to take a practice? Why are you yeah. running? <laughs> and I get to the front and I'm locked out because I forgot my ID card. <laughs> oh my God. So I, had, so I had to ask some black student to let me in or something they were very kind they let me in and she's like oh great you're back do you feel better now i'm like no, yeah no, i'm more confused <laughs> so we ended up doing it um and then it just got really weird like things kind of just changed and i actually ended up taking she asked me to do a second test and it was the vitals mm-hmm. and so i ended up actually doing it on the proctor and so I take her heart rate and you do it by feeling for the radial pulse by the thumb, right? And I pull out my phone, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna do 30, count or count her pulse and multiply it by two, so for 30 seconds. And, but for some reason, I get so nervous, I just make up a number. I just am like, <laughs> not gonna count. And so I'm like, hey doctor, okay, 30 seconds. Um, so you were at, 32 seconds or 32 beats um and so i'm gonna type that by two so it's gonna be 64 and she's like oh okay great 64 let me check my apple watch real quick i'm oh like my oh my god, god. 
And she's like, oh, I'm at 76 right now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's like some error with these. It's okay. And what? I was just like, oh, okay, that's good. She's like, okay, can you take my blood pressure? I was like, yeah, sure. What? Yeah, of course. And so I have her lay down. And she's like, oh, this is great. Like, this is the most, this is the first time I've laid down since like I woke up in bed. Like, I'm just so tired. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really funny, haha. <laughs> and she's like, I feel like you're my therapist right now. Like, this is this is just so nice just to talk to you while I'm laying down. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna take your occlusion point now. <laughs> and this time, I actually ended up taking a blood pressure, and I was like, okay, you're like 128 over 72, and she's like, okay, that's my normal. Good job, you passed. I was like, oh my god, this is the worst practice. <laughs> You know, we're here now, and I'm just just so happy it's over. It's like, and then she made you run outside. I guess that she made me run. That was insane. It's like, not only is your fight or flight on, now we're just going to make it worse. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's all like, God. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should run. I think like, you should get your heart rate up more. Yeah. Take, yeah. Take a lap. Yeah, that would make myself feel better. I mean, despite all the mishaps we've had at PG School, most of which were pretty good. Yeah. Mishaps, good, good mishaps. Happens, yeah. Lessons. I laugh at it now, but it's just so funny how that happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Just got a ton of learning, like, uh, and not even just PT stuff. I would say, like, a lot of life lessons. Yeah. Yes. What are What are you like? What's your advice for people that want to do PT school? Um, having a whole year and a half now worth of knowledge. I think uh, what I've noticed is that a lot of the prerequisites that we take to get into PT school are, you actually do see the information kind of like pop up here and there. Mm -hmm. So whatever, wherever you are in your journey with this, just kind of start diving into those courses a little bit more than what you're expected to for the grade. And don't think about the grade, just think about like retaining some information that like you feel like might be valuable. Like a thing like physics, like knowing, I I never thought I would use these wave, Links or I don't know types of waves in our modalities class, but it kind of like makes things easier to learn. So if you kind of know a little bit of something here and there, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I actually have the opposite view, but I'll say it later. Whoa! Keep going. No, that's it. Just kind of just dive into every course a little bit more and okay. have fun with those courses because some of the information will come back. Um, but yeah. What about you, Eleanor? Um, no, what advice do you have for those who want to get into PT school or, or about to start PT uh, school? Okay. Uh, there, well, I think there's two really good ones, is when we go back to time management, mm-hmm. holy crap, um, finding hobbies and things we love to do outside of school is so important, whether yeah. that's mm-hmm. drinking with friends, not promoting alcoholism, of course. But I am having a uh, having a nice cocktail or a beer to enjoy. And Again, stress. promoting it. Crown <laughs> <laughs> oil is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, I've been talking about alcohol this whole time. But making time for things that we like love to do previously. Our cohort did a phenomenal job of incorporating outside sports. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank definitely. you, D, for putting up ultimate frisbee. Ultimate. Um, Liz did flag football. Oh yeah. Katie and the baseball team put up soft pitch. 
Slow pitch. Slow pitch softball. Softball. And that uh, just became... Volleyball. Oh, yeah, there's volleyball, With Andre. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The beach volleyballs. Thank you, Andre. Um, but that just was a great way to in- have a great time with friends and enjoy time not just studying and being trapped in our iPads and laptops Mm -hmm. but to actually get to know each other and some way somehow we always incorporate school back into it yeah but it becomes more fun it becomes like Rafa saying jokes that are academically funny academically funny so (laughs) (laughs) polygons are shit (laughs) you developed developed. Um, academically funny academic point um the other thing that i would say for anybody that's going to go into this is have an open mind of what you want to do but don't be hyper focused on saying that that's what i'm going to do so i'm gonna focus on this because a lot of us come in thinking oh dude outpatient orthopedics 100 percent, right there 100 percent, baby 100 percent. and then and then you get into peds <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. And then you fail at MSK quiz. <laughs> I want to be outpatient ortho. Never mind. I suck. I suck. Um, but <laughs> that was like the mindset that I've had coming in is like outpatient ortho is going to be the best thing I've ever thought. And then I get got into neuromuscular one mm. and mm. learning about all this stroke stuff I'm like oh, dang yeah. this is interesting this is real money and then this term we get into mm. pot and I'm like oh my god amputations are like oh my god let me see a good amputation <laughs> <laughs> let me see your transtibial amputation let me see that stump <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you're numb <laughs> what that stump do oh my god <laughs> Uh, don't say that to your patients, y'all. Oh, you might get offended. Maybe uh, not, though. Maybe not. Maybe not. Depends maybe on the not. person. But yeah, it's a good report. It's gonna exactly. go a long way. Words of wisdom from Eleanor, and she's like, you're like one of the youngest ones in our cohort, I'm right? The youngest, but I'm like the lower. So that's fair. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're 24. 24. Oh my god. Oh, it's in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> in my chest. <laughs> Feel my atherosclerosis. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah, there's an age gap. Yeah. But well said, well said. I think uh, I learned that the hard way, not in grad school, but like I'm glad I learned it before grad school. What? Do you like, have uh, hobbies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like prioritizing or, uh, time management stuff. Yeah. Time management skills. But I feel like Self-care. every term challenge, challenges that because every class is so different. Yeah. You know, every class is going to demand a different part of like of you and your your studying habits. Because I think GA, I remember I was drawing everything. After that, I stopped drawing. <laughs> Too much time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I can't draw. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't keep up with all my drawings. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? What you got for me? Yeah, so I guess um, one piece of advice I have is just to um, really make sure you love the profession. Um, there's, like, I think, at least especially when you're eight, like, you kind of have this, like, ideal picture of what a PT is like, and you kind of just see the end result, and it's like, oh, we're helping people get better. And that that is true, and that's, trust me, that's, like, one of the number one reasons why I became a PT, or am becoming a PT. But there's just so many things that um, I think people don't consider, 
mm-hmm. like such as like the schooling, like the amount of debt that you're going for that yeah. you're accruing mm-hmm. to the income that we're going to probably get on the market yeah. is not the most optimal. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of folks kind of just um, push that aside. But and so that's why I say like really just make sure you love the profession. Um, definitely aid as at many different places as possible and just like <clears throat> really and also just also be just like a really big um, like people person. I think physical therapy is like one of the only fields in medicine where it's like you have to like basically sell your patients on what you're doing, you know, like that's true. If you have mm-hmm. um, a physician or a nurse that they say take your medicine, you're like, okay, I'll take it two times a day. But then, like, you give a patient an exercise, and they're like, why the hell am I doing these exercises? What is this doing for me? So it yeah. really goes back to two things. One, it's, like, your knowledge, like, oh, this is, like, helping strengthen. This is helping lengthen. And two, it's, like, kind of like Robert said, you also need to have just, like, a connect with people. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be interacting with people every day, and you have to get them to buy in. So it's just yeah. super important. So there's just a lot, and I just, once again, it's just, like, Make sure you kind of know what you're getting into because, like, if it's for the money, it's I'm telling you right now, you gotta pick something else. Yeah, I agree. Um, and to kind of give a picture of that as well, like I, I'm sure other people might go through the same thing as me, where I went straight to a four-year university, paid that through loans by myself. So that's what state school, thirty-six thousand dollars before interest, right? Mm-hmm. And then coming into a grad program, private school, the tuition's about. 14k a term 14 so it's like 40 it's like 45 a year right yeah so 45 times 2 so it's like 120 plus 36 is a minimum of like it's like 118 you guys are pretty good well on top of (laughs) sorry (laughs) on top of my uh, undergrad so basically by the time i'm out of this i'm gonna owe like 220 that's like the the little townhouse or something out here in california but barely so, yeah, if it's uh, if you're coming in it for the money, there's that possibility. Yes, you'll make it really big. You'll make a lot, and you'll have a fulfilling career and all these things. But just kind of where it is right now, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, and I think another thing is Kyle mentioned that you're trying to make the patient buy into your treatment. Yeah, and it's more of like letting them buy into the idea that uh, exercise can help them, like alleviate so many problems. And I so think. Many. Like for us, we just always take the path of least resistance. So that's the thing that you're trying to change. Is the most resistant part. Path of least resistance. No, you're trying to change the part that's most resistant. So you're trying to make wait. Okay, I'm confused. Wait, keep going. I, I'm Confucius. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Anywho, yeah. pretty much you're telling telling them you gotta you gotta have to work mm-hmm. to be better. Be better. Yeah. Um, that's the heart that they need to buy in. Um, I think for advice for people starting PT programs, and this is coming from a perspective of like having been in PT school for a year and a half, but also having worked with enrollment, because we can take on jobs here at uh, St. Augustine. So I do work some events with enrollment and stuff. So I'm going to refute what Rafa said earlier about like, (laughs) (laughs) like uh, he mentioned, you know, take, take. Focus on obviously your prereqs, but don't take it too seriously. Mm. I'm actually gonna say take it seriously. Take it. Um, because your prereqs um, really place you that like that's what makes you a competitive candidate, yeah. right? So if you half ass your prereqs and you're like, oh yeah, I gotta see Wait. this, see and that, like 
You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. no. Rafa's gonna draw his statement. Hold on. No, no, okay. Go say say your statement. But the all the next reason why I want to say like take your prereqs seriously is because they teach you deductive reasoning. Yeah. Especially physics. So. Yeah. Okay, everybody hates physics except for me, but I love physics. I hate. Physics is fun to learn, but it's hard to do. I just apply new. Yeah, like yes, it is, and I just think that if you look beyond the whole like oh this is such a headache i gotta do these stupid equations like no you're actually training your brain how to think that's gonna get you that's gonna help you be successful within grad school because you have to think at such a fast pace yeah that's what i meant no okay so i think there was a miscommunication (laughs) or you definitely misread i said i did (laughs) whatever prerequisites you're taking just like dive into it more than thinking about it as a grade because I think when you find the information more valuable and make it more personable and you retain information that way, yes. when it comes up in PC school, it's gonna really benefit you. Not that like yeah. half-ass it, don't think about the grade. Obviously the grade is always there. <laughs> but yes. just dive into it a little bit more, like read about these fucking waves. Honestly, <laughs> just read about know. these waves. Yeah. yeah. But also try to get in it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, if you can try to make yourself like academically competitive. Oh, that's this is just for the prereq. This is just yeah, for prereqs. Prereq. Like I think once you're in grad school, though, it's not so much about that right. competition. That's true. Right? Maybe I'm in that no. grad, grad school mindset. Yeah. I mean, yes, we are in grad school. <laughs> in undergrad, you're in competition with other people that are trying in school. Yeah. Once you're in the school, there's no competition anymore. Yeah. I'm not trying to defeat somebody's grade or be above somebody. Yeah. yeah, what's up, little man? Are you working on this project together? The importance of prerequisites, though, that I would emphasize is those prerequisites are all important for what we've done. Yeah. I think so. Because I realized that they what, in, require GA, which is or some type of anatomy and physiology, which yep. is important for GA. Of course. The biomechanics was for physics. Yep. Of course. The what else was there? We had like uh, for our school we had uh, growth and development. Oh yeah, that's and gonna be peds. Yeah. Will be necessary for peds, geriatrics. Yeah. Uh, what's the other specialty that we have next term? Uh, I don't know. I think but, that's the two. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, aging through the lifespan in general, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So medical terminology was that like was an easy way for you to just be like, okay, I know yeah. what this is. Yeah. Um, but what was funny though is. I have actually took, it wasn't a prerequisite, but through Cassie Long Beach, there was a cardio poem similar class. And I succeeded in cardio poem only not because of the professor, but because of that class. Nice. Yeah. Because that, yeah. Medical term is go. Yeah. It barely is. And we don't even like realize how much our undergrad career has affected the way that we're learning things right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, another thing that I had for people is to seek mentorship. So <clears throat> I think um, one of the things I notice a lot on Instagram is like people making these pre-PT accounts or whatever for people that are like in that process. And I think that even just reaching out to somebody you don't even know to get something in terms of like, give me some direction, please. Or like, how do I do this? How do I do that? <clears throat> Mentorship's like really big. Because I don't think I would be where I'm at without my mentors. Oh, shout sure. out to my mentor. My mentor. <laughs> <laughs> my so mentor. fake. Oh, oh. No, my mentor's name you. is. 
<laughs> My mentor's name is Luke. Shout out to Luke. He's, Shout out to Luke. He's made awesome study guides. He's so smart. Like, I, I don't know. He just organizes things very well. So he's like, hey, I have this study guide if you want to look at it for yeah. the next exam. And I'm like, yeah, like, of course. Run it. Because I'm a slow learner, but... Um, that and then my friend Josiah who graduated from here he's working now go Josiah I'm so proud of you Um, and just other mentors that are like related to school yeah so um, just like people I've worked with before Mm -hmm. old-time friends who always seem to like have nuggets of wisdom for me when I'm a little lost yeah mentorship's great and then just taking the time to like network with people too but I, I always say like friendships are more meaningful and all that but to network within your field is like pretty major you never know what door is going to open for you you know i agree yes any last words we've come to the end of our episode y'all oh Oh, i feel like we can just keep talking about stuff but honestly yeah, we need to make a second episode a second episode maybe when we come back yeah. after Ooh, the, the post the post clinical post clinical yeah that'd be, pretty good that'd be post-clinical panel i like that yeah. look forward to our funny stories oh, <laughs> not just. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm down all right so signing off then thank you guys so much for listening if uh you guys want to keep up with the podcast just follow at Rolda underscore Rom. And then if you guys are comfortable sharing your Instagram handles in case people had questions specifically for you, feel free to include your Instagram handles in the notes, the show notes. Okay. Yeah, I'll put it in there for you. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. See you in a couple of weeks. Peace. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye. Bye.